one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. BFN, the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And we've both been trying for a baby for a really long time, and neither of us is currently pregnant. Welcome to episode four. Hey! Hey! (laughs) This week, we are talking about... Work, 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 Yeah, so it's a slightly different episode, this episode, isn't it? Yeah. It's just the two of us. It's just the two of us. Oh, God. So we recorded this back in, I feel like it was July. Yep. And it is just the two of us this time. We don't have an interviewee. But... It it was quite personal. Like, it was quite a personal moment for us both, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think we discussed something that's possibly... It comes up for everyone, I imagine. And um, I had been through it recently. So we talked about work. And and then you shared your experiences. And it was... It was beautiful. I think it was beautiful. Yeah. I also went to the, uh, the hashtag TTC community to get their, their stories as well. Yeah. And I feel like you got some really good advice. I think we did. Yeah, so that's all coming up. Um, obviously, you also spoke to... Professor Tim Child. Um, yes, I did. I spoke to Professor Tim about the age-old practice of throwing your legs in the air after you've had sex. Ooh, and uh, done it. whether or not there's any point in post-coital acrobatics. And, well, I guess we'll find out the results of that later. We certainly will. It's uncomfortable. I remember that. Oh. Damn straight. Uh, <laughs> um, we also got some really nice feedback from you all. Gabby, we also got a question for you this week. We did. Somebody had listened to episode one and was wondering why I said that I wasn't drinking fizzy water. Why weren't you drinking fizzy water, Gab? Oh, well, we were. I wasn't drinking fizzy water because we had been talking about BPAs in plastics and how we were trying to avoid them. Mm-hmm. And so... The fizzy water thing was just because my bottled drink of choice is fizzy water. Yeah. I have a, a weakness for fizzy water and yeah. I just had decided to try and give that up. Um, confession, I am back to my normal uh, fizzy water habits. So I haven't even, them, haven't even kept... sparkles. Oh, so good. <laughs> so refreshing. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't. Um, so even, I'm not, I can't even manage that. 
Uh, well, I think you'll be all right, mate. Yeah, and so I don't think there's any particular reason that people should avoid fizzy water other than if they're trying to avoid plastic bottles. Okay. Perrier comes in a, in a glass bottle. Okay. So I've, um, I have been having a lot more of that. Ah, so you've got fancy fizzy water Gone fancy now. fizzy. It's funny how stuff gets way more expensive, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. All the organic and oh only God. in glass bottles, thank you. Yeah, don't even start talking about the cost of acupuncture. Mm. Anyway, um, so the other bit of feedback that we got that we... I mean, we got so many nice comments for the last episode, and that's partly thanks to the effervescent cat strawbridge. Oh, absolutely. Um, but also, somebody did call us. What did they call us, Gabs? The Patsy and Eddie of the TTC community. Are you going to die happy? Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, no. Thank you very much for everyone that commented. Um, it's always cheering to see so many people reaching out to us. So yeah, thanks again, and especially to the person you know who you are who uh, <laughs> who made that comment, which will go on my tombstone, I believe. <laughs> um, if anybody else wants to give us nice comments, we are available on mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter. We are at Big Fat Negative. Yes, we are, and you can get us on email at bigfatnegativepodcast at gmail.com and we've got a Facebook page and you can just oh, we do. that yep, yep, yep. Yeah. look for that too <laughs> enjoy the show bye guys it's actually been a couple of weeks since we last met hasn't it it has um, and I've been on holiday yes um, so chilled like literally pretty much just lay next to a pool and then when I got bored went down to the beach and lay next to that your Instagram is making me sick (laughs) (laughs) um took my trusty pineapple lilo because IVF has to go on holiday too hashtag IVF warrior (laughs) um so that was nice um I then when I got back I started taking the pill which is stupid because if you're trying to get pregnant, you shouldn't take the pill. But essentially what it's doing is regulating my stupid cycle. And that's also been fun because I've just been bleeding loads during my taking the pill. So that's great. And not in the way you're supposed to. It's bollocks. And I've been feeling really ill. So I've had to take some time off work. Oh, buddy. And yeah, so it's been crap. Were you on the pill before? Yeah. And did you have that then as well? I don't remember, because yeah. I was 16. Oh. I feel like when you're 16 and you start taking the pill, A, if you bleed a bit, you don't really care, and B, you're quite robust, whereas my creaking 32-year-old bones can't handle it. Mm. They just can't. And what else has happened? I think that's pretty much been it. Like, I just had not been feeling very well on the hormones. Yeah. Um I didn't sack my diet off while I was on holiday, but I did drink quite a lot of cheap lager, which probably didn't help anything. That's it, really. Did you read any good books? I read a lot of good books. I just feel like every book I read has somebody getting pregnant in it. Mm. Like, every book. Mm. So I read read a book called The Rosie Project, which is about, like, an Aspergic guy, which is quite good. And then the sequel, there's pregnancy involved, don't want to give it away. But it just like why can't why can't there just be something life affirming that's not doesn't involve pregnancy? 
mm-hmm. like an uplifting storyline that doesn't involve pregnancy. Yeah. I just read um, Heartburn by Nora Ephron, oh which God, so um, definitely in- includes pregnancy, yeah. but in a kind of non-uplifting way. It's like a byproduct, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a second storyline. Well, pregnancy. it doesn't matter that she's pregnant. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very funny. She doesn't talk like... She doesn't fetishise her pregnancy. No. She just talks about how she's pregnant and it's just like a bit of a pain because she can't bend over properly. Yeah. No, it's, it's very good. Yeah. So how's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Um, last time we spoke, I was having a few tests done to try and work out what the spotting I was having that I kept thinking was implantation bleeding and clearly wasn't. Um, so I had a smear test and a chlamydia test. Oh, great. And uh, thankfully the smear test came back normal and the chlamydia test came back free of chlamydia, oh, well which is good because I think that would have been a bit awkward <laughs> with my husband. Um <laughs> Because it would have, you know, we've been together for six years. So if I did have chlamydia, I'd either had it for six years or or he'd been sleeping around. So yeah. I was very thankful that that came back. I'm so happy for you both. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, so I went to the doctor and basically she gave us the results and decided to refer us to a fertility clinic, which was good news because I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to happen straight away based on the conversations my husband was having with his doctor, I thought they wanted him to have another sperm test. Fun. Um, But she she said she was going to refer us straight away, which is great news. That is great. Yes. Sometimes you get a good one. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think she just didn't want to answer my question. She could see the questions coming. And she was like, oh, I'm just going to refer you straight away. <laughs> Go and speak to someone who really yeah, knows. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we are, we've been referred to King's Fertility, Great. which is King's College Hospital, which is very exciting. Um, obviously, I went straight to Mother Google to of see course. if there were any reviews, which, to be honest, is probably a bad idea because... Mm-hmm. I don't really want to start off with any negative vibes about the clinic. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's got any good vibes about the clinic, feel free to get in touch. But maybe, maybe don't if you've got bad experiences. I just think it's it's going to be really hard, right? Because if they get somebody pregnant, they're going to be like, it's the best clinic ever. Mm. And if you don't get pregnant, they're going to be like, it's shit. Yeah. I mean, it's an NHS clinic, so they're going to be really busy. Yeah, I and think either way, it's going to be tough. But in some of my earlier internet searches before I cut myself off, um, I read that they're one of the first IVF clinics in the UK, which Amazing. is quite interesting. Yeah, and they're a research hospital. So I think they are at the cutting edge of IVF science, which I'm going to put down as a good thing. That's great. And this year is the 40th anniversary of the first baby being born, Louise it is. Brown. It is. Um, so that's it's great. a seminal year for us. <laughs> so glad that this is the year I've decided to do it. Yeah, let's hope we both get pregnant. Read decided as have been forced to. <laughs> um, cool. Um, so yeah. So what happened next? So I decided um, following that doctor's appointment that I would tell my boss what was going on. Dun, dun, dun. I know. So I'd been thinking about it for a while. I I've got a female boss. To be honest, she's quite an empathetic person, and okay. I always kind of thought that she would be good about it. So yeah. I'm kind of comfortable, but I just wanted to hold off because, I mean, it's not something you talk about at work, really, is it? No. I was a little bit kind of wary. But I weighed it up and I thought, you know what, I think it's probably for the best if I if I speak to her about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in I went, and I went 
it was the first person I'd spoken to since I'd been at the doctor's. So um, we sat down in the in the office in the front room and um, I started to tell her and basically burst into tears. Classic. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't get my words out. I was hyperventilating. I, I think I had makeup running down my face within the first five seconds. It was really embarrassing. But um, she, I mean, she kind of had tears in her eyes too and was just really kind of supportive. And she basically said, you know, whatever happens, whatever we need to do, they're going to support me. That means working from home, going to appointments, etc. She was, she was just adamant that it wasn't going to be a problem and that A, I would have my baby in the end and B, they would be supporting me all the way. That's so, so great. I know. So it was a really, really good thing. Cool. Well, that's nice. It was nice. It, I, I do. So when I've had two jobs now, while I've been doing IVF, and mm. um, the first one was at quite a small company, and I think um, because it was run by young people who kind of were at a similar stage of life as me, they were fairly chilled about it. Like I did take holiday for treatments. Mm. instead of taking time off like yeah. sick um my new job is a massive company and it's there's like protocol for it good um so they've had people before going through it so mm. and it was a bit weird because i started my new job and then 2 months later could have done around mm and I decided to put it off for one more month. So I'd been there three months when I first started. And then I sat my boss down and she's just nice, really nice. Um, and she was really supportive. How have you dealt with the emotional side at work? Um, because, I mean, obviously you haven't started IVF yet, but you have been through a year of trying to have a baby. You yeah. have the shit that goes with that. Yeah, pretty poorly so far. Um, so my, um, of course, we're strong, independent women, and we do not cry at work. Of course, yeah, of course. Except in the toilets, oh, loads. No. Well, there was one day when I it had been a month where I was particularly um, sure that I was pregnant. One of those, and um, I got my period, and I spent the day kind of quietly crying at work, um, and and so I kind of I think I need to get a handle on that because. It's not it's not great for anyone to have to watch me um cry silently at my desk, tears falling onto my Mac MacBook. I think though those are the days you work from home. I think they are, yeah. Yeah, I think I know that now. Um but it is hard and actually I I wondered about other people, so I um put a little notice on Instagram to right. see what other people's experiences of telling people at work about IVF have been. And to be honest, Pleased to report that almost all of them, bar one, was positive. Okay. Everyone confirmed that it was all very supportive. Um, There were some different ideas. Um, One person said, I've been really open with my managers and most of my colleagues, and it's helped so much. My managers have been so supportive. And with my colleagues knowing about our journey, it stopped them asking the stupid, upsetting questions that people sometimes ask. That's great. Which is a good point, I think. I think there's people are more aware of you then they might. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** 
are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know, take it a bit easy on you. Yeah. Um, what was the negative one? So the negative one, someone said that she basically said, oh, my boss wasn't good about it, but it's fine because I quit two weeks later and actually I'm better off without them. She didn't really um, elaborate elaborate on that one. But yeah, that sounded pretty negative. But there was another girl who said, and this is probably something I might should have done. She said, mm-hmm. I couldn't get my words out due to emotions, but I'd written it down and then they ended up reading it and that, that was a much easier way for her to do it. So that's another okay. option, I suppose, is to, so you could write. to write it down. Otherwise you end up like me in the meeting room, makeup running down your face, unable <laughs> to get your words out, which is just embarrassing. I think um, one thing that I didn't think about when I was doing, when I did my last round was what if it doesn't work out? Because obviously, I mean, there's two stages in IVF. Well, for me, there were two stages in IVF. Um, The first one was you've got your egg collection and Mm. you have to take a few days off after that because you're under anaesthetic. And if you try to go back to work the next day, you would probably fall over. Um, And then... I, you know, I was lucky. I got quite a few eggs and they fertilised pretty well. Um, although I felt quite unwell beforehand. I think everyone does when you're injecting. Mm. You've basically got these two giant ovaries and you're having yeah. to walk around. So you're quite bloated and unwell. Um, but the hormones didn't affect me too much during that. Um, but the emotional side of what if my eggs hadn't fertilised? What if they hadn't got very many eggs? I mm. didn't really even take into account but it's worth thinking about that. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, obviously, when you have your embryo transfer, which could be the same cycle or it could be a different cycle. Um, for me, it's different ones. And I was definitely so focused on this embryo transfer happening that I didn't really think about the aftermath. Mm. So you've got the two-week wait and different people deal with it differently. I just took the two weeks off work. Um and actually for me, because it was a five-day transfer, it ended up, I ended up only really having to take a week and a bit. Which means that the wait is shorter? Yes, because you have it day, You don't have it put in on day 14, like the day you'd ovulate. You have it put in on day like 21 or whatever, okay, 20, that's interesting. 19. And what? why do they decide to do that rather than putting it in straight away? So it's called a 
blastocyst. Um, it basically allows the embryo to grow a lit and it, it basically makes sure it's a good embryo. Mm. Um, different people do it at different stages, but for us, because we have PGD, which is pre-implantation genetic screening, um, they wanted to make sure that they were okay embryos before they took a biopsy. They needed enough cells. Right. Anyway, um, I took two weeks off. That was fine. And then I basically went back to work the day after I took my pregnancy test. Mm. And it was a really bad plan. Oh, no. I couldn't face it. Like, it was awful. I was just... I was knocked over. I couldn't do anything. I could barely concentrate. But I felt like I had to be at work mm. because I'd just taken so much holiday because mm. I was in quite a like senior position there. Yeah. I just couldn't smile. And I remember my team just looking at me like, oh, God, what's happened to her? Yeah, yeah. And then about two days later, we had our Christmas party. Oh, God. I got drunk, forced one of my team to admit that his wife was pregnant and then felt really guilty and ran away. Oh, not an ideal scenario. It was awful. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, Merry and it was like before Christmas. Oh, it was before their twelve week scan. Anyway, yeah, it was really bad. So I would say, if you are doing IVF, yeah, think about what happens if, God forbid, the worst happens mm. and it doesn't take and it doesn't work out because it's it's a it's a form of grief. Yeah. And I do think your work would understand, like most workplaces should understand if that happens. Yeah, yeah, I think I think definitely mine would, having had the conversation that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny, so for the first year of me trying, every month I'd be like, when I do that test and I find out I'm pregnant, I'm going to take a day off sick. Yeah! <laughs> I got really excited about it. I was like, I can't wait to take that day off sick. I've never called in sick before, by the way, just to say never something I've done but I planned to do it I was really excited about it and obviously it's never happened I should have taken maybe the day I ended up crying all day you look back I I really I look back and think what what was I playing at like why did I go into work they knew that I was taking time off to have an embryo transfer they knew that I wasn't just like having a lovely jolly holiday Mm. I think they'd have forgiven me yeah, I think they would have. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what goes on. It's hard on. though sometimes. Plus you are full of hormones. Yeah. Like it's very hard to have perspective when you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. And everything's telling you that you need to go to work. So you go to work and then, you know, it's happened to me. You get there and you're like, actually, I'm not actually fit for this yeah. right now. I can't be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I mean, I'm not on any drugs or or even the pill right now. But I feel like I'm on the verge of tears quite a lot. So I was on the overground yesterday and a woman got on with two kids. One of them was screaming to high heavens and the other one was in a pram. And I, she was really struggling. And I, I, I was in the uh, priority seat, so I jumped up straight away. Um, and it was really just, it was just, she was distraught. The baby was distraught. It was really upsetting to see. And so I kind of ran over and I was like, you know, if you need an extra pair of hands, I'm right here. And she she was like, no, no, I'm fine. And I went back to my seat and I just almost started crying. I was like, oh my God. Like it wasn't even, I wasn't crying because she had children and I didn't. I was crying because 
the whole thing was just so emotional. And I was like, oh my God, that poor woman. I feel for her. It's really strange. God, you're really nice. <laughs> I'm nice, but I'm on the edge of tears all the time. What's wrong with me? I need to pull myself together. Um, I think that when you're going through this, you're kind of hyper aware of what's going on in your body. And sometimes the point where you are in your cycle can mm. make you... Like, you you react more emotionally than yeah, perhaps maybe. you would otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, like, when did you come off the pill? Like, a year ago? Yeah. So your body... I reckon your body's still... Still got hormones. Yeah. Well, just oh, still, just like, the broody hormone. The one that's not in the science books. Brood. What the B-O double D <laughs> on the uh, periodic table. <laughs> the element. The element of brood. <laughs> um, you mean, yeah? <laughs> you could have that. We all know it. We all know it. It's, yeah. I, so there were points that I didn't offer pregnant lady seats on the tube. Really? Mm-hmm. Just because... I, I would sit there and stare angrily at them. <laughs> Stand there and take it with your babies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not proud of myself. I oh. do now offer pregnant ladies. Oh, good. Oh, and, good. and if nobody... If I'm standing and nobody offers them... I say things like, I don't have a seat to offer you, but would you like to lean against my pole? And then I look really aggressively at yeah. everyone who's sitting down. Yeah, I like that. I like the sanctimonious feeling that you yeah. get when you're like looking around at everyone going, you are a bad person and I am a good person. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It is. And then you know that you're an even better person. Exactly. Because they don't know that you're infertile, but you do. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know that you're an IVF warrior. Oh, God. <laughs> Crying again. I'm crying again. Stop crying again. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that it, like you react, I don't know, you react more strongly to situations like that. Mm, maybe. I'm sure you do. Yeah, maybe. I went through a period of crying at all adverts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do that sometimes. Yeah. I remember when I was little, I was watching an episode of The Animals of Fathering Wood with my mum, and she started crying because something had happened to the fox. And I was like looking at my mum going, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying? This is so stupid. And now I look back and I think, I'd be crying too right now. That would, I'd be crying at Mr. Fox and Vixen. I think I cried at all episodes of The Animals of Falling Wind. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's the saddest thing ever made. Yeah. Though I think somebody like worked out how many animals die in Animals of Falling Wind on Twitter and it's like, it's really bleak. Just prepare young minds for life, I suppose. It's like animal genocide. <laughs> Right, so this is our regular thing that we do, which is called Old Wise Tales, Fact or Fiction. Which is it? Which is it? Um, Gabby has been talking to Professor Tim, haven't you? I have, I have. Tim Child. Uh, oh, where's he from? Great name. Oxford Fertility. Okay, cool. Um, what have you been talking about? So this week we were talking about the old TCC classic, Legs in the Air After Sex. Yeah. Yay. Cool. Um, yeah, so I, I've i started reading a book called Trying by Emily Phillips, who is the Grazia Features Director. And I'm only in the first chapter, um, but the first few pages describe a scene in which the protagonist throws her legs in the air on the bed after they've had sex to try and increase her chances of conception. And it made me giggle. The whole thing is very funny, but it did make me think. So 
I remember when I first started trying for a baby, I thought things like that. I would never do that. I was like, that's that's silly. That's not going to work. Why would you do that? Six months later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Legs akimbo. Legs in the air. Um, so I was wondering how many women do this. Um, I actually asked a friend of mine who is pregnant at the moment, and she was saying that her her other half is very strong. You picked her up and hung her upside down after sex. Wow. Is that why you got pregnant? Is that how it happened? <laughs> you just need you just need a ripped man with big arms. Oh my god, that was exactly that's what we were missing. <laughs> I think we're both too tall for that, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and I was looking. I did a bit of googling, and um, everyone's favourite ITV um, show host, Lorraine. Uh huh did a survey of 1,200 participants a couple of years ago and apparently one in three women believe that the position they adopt during sex can affect fertility with nearly a third of couples sticking their legs in the air to help them conceive and I just thought is this happening in bedrooms up and down the country for no reason that's really funny better ask professor Tim Child okay um no it will make no difference at all and that is because um if a woman is is um lying on her back then the if, if someone thinks about if, if they have a smear test for instance then the um the direction of the vagina is actually slightly pointed towards her back so it actually tilts downwards a bit anyway um so whether her legs are straight out you know like she's lying flat or whether the legs are straight up in the air um isn't going to make any difference for the actual angle of the, the vagina within the pelvis because that's it's not going to move um and so it's not going to affect the um you know the the ability to sperm to get up through through the cervix and um you know afterwards of course the, the the sperm's pretty quick up through the cervix anyway um so i think all in all sort of lying there with legs in the air is, is not going to help concep- conception Okay, and and is there anything else that you'd advise? I mean, people often say not getting up and walking around immediately. Uh, I mean, yeah, potentially. I mean, if 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 obviously the woman is noting that uh, sperm is is dropping away, um, if she's getting up and walking around immediately, then then yes, it'd be sensible to to not do that. But she wouldn't need to lie there for an hour for hours and hours because again, the the um, after it, after ejaculation. Um, which obviously happens up near the right up near the cervix anyway. The um, you know the sperm are often running through the cervix up, to, up through the uterus anyway. Cool. Thanks, Professor Tim. That was really helpful. And that's about it for today's episode, guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like the show, please can you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it helps other people to find it. Um, if you've got any feedback constructive constructive or just plain nice yeah not like we don't hate be your... mean no don't troll us we're emotionally fragile as you well know if you've listened to this episode <laughs> so, so please be nice be nice out there guys nice to hear from you yeah um and yeah that's it thank you very much for listening You're right. Yeah. If I put my legs in the air, will I get pregnant?
it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 